Association and the Ad Council. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, if you've got to be out and about this morning, whether it's on the roads or on the sidewalks, make sure that you're exercising a little caution. How are you doing, everybody? It's the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Welcome to 2021. I do want to thank Josh Scramlin and Caitlin Riley for doing such an awesome job of backing me up while I got a chance to spend some extended time with my family. Different-looking holiday season. I think everybody would agree to that. But uh, now to time to put our boots on and get ready for 2021. And so far this morning, that's involving some more dense fog advisories for a good chunk of our listing area. Fog and patchy freezing fog going to be around till about 10 o'clock today. So like I said, if you've got to be on the road or on the sidewalks, exercise some caution. Our daytime highs today, once that all passes, will touch out right around 32 degrees. Tonight, more fog and freezing fog down to 21. For tomorrow, cloudy, foggy, and again, that patchy freezing fog is also possible. Tomorrow's high around 28. Saturday, 28 are expected high, and Sunday, as we roll through the weekend, cloudy skies and 29. Looking into next week, doesn't look like there's any major surprises for us as far as weather. We'll talk about that when our man Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, catches up with us in about 15 minutes. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com careers. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Well, for the most part, our crop season is done as we are in the winter months, but it's never too early to be thinking about managing your risks. From the western end of the world's longest barn in La Crosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. And Josh, these can be programs where we have a lot of deadlines we need to come up with. We may have a lot of questions about which one best suits our own farm operation. And you were able to sit down and talk with someone who could lay out the details for our farmers who are planning for 2021. That's absolutely correct, Caitlin. Josh Scramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. You know, there's so many risk management programs out there, and they all have acronyms. It's it's tough to keep them straight. There's DMC, there's CFAP, there's CRP. The list goes on and on. And a pair of programs that you should be very familiar with at the moment is 
ARC and PLC. So ARC is agriculture risk coverage, and then PLC is price loss coverage. So ARC provides income support tied to the historical base acres, not the current production. And then PLC pays out when the price of a covered commodity is less than the reference price. So, you know, trying to make sense of all this and figuring out the decisions that you should make, I'm going to bring in an expert. I'm going to bring in Dr. Paul Mitchell. He is with the Rank Agribusiness Institute at University of Wisconsin-Madison. And he says that now is the time to begin making those decisions. Well, sign has been going on for a while, but people have been very busy harvesting crops and signing up for DMC and some of the other um, CFAP2 programs and things like that. This program is sign up is for the ARC PLC is for March 15th of this current year, 2021. Okay. And I gave a very poor description of this earlier, so I guess I might as well <laughs> have an expert give one. So what exactly, how would you describe the differences between ARC and then PLC? Well, the two programs are part of the Farm Bill, and they've been the traditional commodity support programs, and they focus in on crops with base acres on your FSA farms. And if you have those, you know it. You get the little um, things from the USDA, the little cards in the mail or the letters. And what it is, you're just choosing which program you want to use to potentially trigger payments for those base acres on your FSA farms. And um, ARC is a county-level program that if the county revenue falls below the county revenue guarantee, which is based off of the national price and the local county yield, then you trigger ARC payments. The alternative is PLC, price loss coverage, and that works as if the price falls below the um, a floor they create um, for corn it's 370 for soybeans it's 840 and for um, wheat it's 550 if that national marketing year marketing year average price falls below that level you trigger payments based off your payment yields and your um, base acres so one basically is a revenue floor at the county level the other one is a um, price floor at the national level. Okay, perfect. Now, does one work better for some producers than the other? I, I guess this would probably be the time to to hear your recommendations. Yeah, what in general there is, in general, I don't have county specific recommendations right now. There is another program called Arc IC for individual coverage, and there's a whole video series and a couple other things on my main webpage that you can look at if you want to look at Arc IC. I'm not sure it'll be as valuable this time around, but in general, my recommendations are if you have corn base acres, sign up for PLC on them. Um, that 370 price floor is much more likely to trigger payments for a farmer and provides a much better risk management than expecting the local county yield to really collapse. Um, we'd have to have some pretty bad county yields for um, ARC payments to be triggered, um, and it's much more likely that corn prices could fall apart if demand were to fall apart for some, you know, we've been through COVID here and we're coming out the other side, I hope. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty wild price swings. That seems much more likely. So if corn, sign up for PLC. Wheat, again, it's PLC. There's a 550 price floor. None of the national prices for wheat are even close to that 550 level. So again, that price floor of 550 for wheat is a very good deal. Um, soybeans is the one that's a little, it's been, other years it's been, I say, run this tool and see what works for you. But right now, the, the, the bean prices are so high for 2021 um, projections that 840 price floor just doesn't seem realistic. To be honest, either ARC or PLC, neither ARC nor PLC is going to pay much if it does at all on soybeans, unless things really fall apart. But if you want to sign up for one of them, I would choose ARC uh, for soybeans because it's more likely for county yields to fall apart um, for your local county than it is for that national price to fall below 840 for the 2021 market. And the last one is oats. And again, it's county ARC. The price floor is way above 
are below, way below the current expectations. And so I'd say if you want to sign up for one, you should take County Art. It's more likely to pay. And, and then you talked about those uh, the web page and everything. We're going to share that on our social media and our website. So that's Midwest Farm Report. If you want to see Dr. Mitchell's recommendations, Dr. Paul Mitchell from UW-Madison is along with us right now. So these programs have some overlap with crop insurance, but I was reading your recommendations, and you suggest making these decisions separate from crop insurance decisions. Why, why is that? Well, the prices are different. Um, crop insurance is all driven by that board of trade price for the December corn or November soybean futures. That's the preliminary base price to use, and then that's what the harvest price is for determining payments. These programs are using the national marketing year average price put out by the USDA, which is supposed to be sort of an average of farm-level price across the whole marketing year, not just that, that harvest time price. The yields are very different. Um, our, the programs are using the um, your program yields on your base acres, which are very different than your actual yields um, in your actual yield history. They're backward-looking. They're historical. they got all these multipliers in them. And the farmers will look at their payment yields on those. They get on their USDA letter that has their, you know, each FSA farm has a letter and it has their PLC payment yields or just payment yields. They'll see how low they are relative to their actual production history. So very different there. Crop insurance is using their actual production history. And then um, the acres are different too. You, crop insurance is tied to actually planted acres, whereas these programs are tied to base acres, which aren't necessarily what you're planting this year or going to plant this year in 2021. I know that it's tough to give it a blanket answer because there's so many factors uh, for an individual operation, but what do normal payments look like? Like what would be an average payment in the state of Wisconsin? Well, it fluctuates because of the markets. Um, and I haven't looked at them recently, but we've had some smaller ones. If I remember right, some areas have got some ARC payments um, for soybeans and corn. We'll get a small payment this year for the 2020, well, the 2019 season is what just finished. Um, and it's, it was, I think, 365. It's a few dollars is what it'll be because it's a few cents per bushel. Depends upon what their payment yields are. So if you got a 150 bushel per acre payment yield, you get five cents a bushel would be an example. Um, things like that. So it's not a lot. And that 150 is that the 2019 crop year we just had was using the older payment yields um, that were in this year. The 2021 um, will be using the updated yield. Um, as well, the 2020 year, we're waiting for the 2020 marketing year to finish, and those payments would come in the fall of um, 2021. So uh, there's a big, long gap in there, or lag in the whole system. So, but yeah, it, it can easily run in the 15 to $20 range for a lot of people. Dr. Paul Mitchell from the Rank Agribusiness Institute is along with us right now on the Midwest Farm Report. Dr. Mitchell, are there mistakes that you see people make when it comes to ARC and PLC that you think they should avoid? Well, this time around, there's not much. You've updated your yields last time around. If You, you should have done that. Hopefully you did because you don't get to do that very often. Um, but this time around, it's just getting in and signing up. Um, and they should be informed. The FSA should let them know. But there's been so much action going on with the CFAP and CFAP2 and MFP and DMC and now ARC PLC. It just gets confusing. Just don't lose it in the midst of all this program sign-up information that's flying around. You've got till March 15th, go in, corn and wheat, sign up for PLC, soybeans and oats, sign up for ARC. All right. I'm sure that's very helpful for our Wisconsin producers who have more than enough decisions to make, and hopefully that kind of helps them make that decision right there. Uh, before I let you go, I know that you guys at UW-Madison have a really popular event that is coming up. Obviously, it's got to be online this year, but uh, tell me about the Ag Outlook Forum. 
Well, as you expect, it's virtual. Um, so the forum part is funny. I, what I love about the forum is getting together and talking to people and, um, you know, all the conversations you have. Well, this year it's January 26th from 9 till noon, all virtual, um, free. So you just can log in or you don't have to log in. You just have to register so we can send you the email link. Um, and then you click and you can watch it on your, at your home computer. We're going to do a very good job of keeping tight to the schedule. So if you don't want to hear the, you only want to hear the dairy one, you come and hit the dairy one, you'll know it'll be on at 10, 10 to 11 o'clock or whatever your, you know, the schedule's there. And so, and we'll keep it moving and we'll have it, everyone will be virtual, um, but I'll be there on live and kind of try, doing my best to make it as conversational as we can. The registration link for that is also on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. For anybody looking to get insights from experts all around the state, you should definitely tune in for that. Again, that was Dr. Paul Mitchell from the Rank Agribusiness Institute at University of Wisconsin-Madison. You have the recommendations for ARC PLC, and we also have the date there for the Ag Outlook Forum. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Every year, millions of Americans use opioids to manage pain. Pain can be unrelenting, overwhelming, and all-consuming. So why do so many of us try to manage pain only from the palm of our hands? Doctor-prescribed opioids are appropriate in some cases, but they just mask the pain. And reliance on opioids has led to the worst drug crisis in American history. That's why the CDC recommends safer alternatives, like physical therapy, to manage pain. Physical therapists treat pain through movement, hands-on care, and patient education. No warning labels required. And by increasing physical activity, you can also reduce your risk of other chronic diseases. Pain is personal, but treating pain takes teamwork. When it comes to your health, you have a choice. Choose more movement and better health. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com to find a physical therapist in your area. This message is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov slash refuges. That's fws.gov slash refuges. Pam Yonke is the best thing to happen to farming since Pipeline Milky. And she didn't make us say that. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Oh, my goodness. The buttons come slow this morning for some reason. Glad you're along with us, everybody. And it is time for us to find out what's coming our way weather-wise. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Man, I'll tell you, when I came in uh, several hours ago, 
uh, really the fog was not an issue. Now I look outside and it looks like it's closed in all over the place. Pretty thick out there, huh? It is very thick. It's built on in. There's a dense fog advisory till 10 a.m. for everybody except lacrosse. All of our other cities have that dense fog advisory in store. The fog could be a little worse the further east you head. In fact, there is some discussion today that that east and northeast winds off Lake Michigan may provide uh, areas closer to the lakeshore with flurries or even a brief period of freezing rain. That could reach Fond du Lac, more likely staying just a little east. But that's the kind of day it's going to be. There's high pressure overhead. You'd think with high pressure to be high and dry and probably cold around here. I don't think we miss the fact that it's not cold. But we do have this fogginess as moist air still continues to try edging in, even though we'll deal with east and northeast, even north winds here as we wrap up the week. The temperatures remain on the above normal side. All the weather happenings are going to pass off to our south and further on into the eastern parts of the U.S. We stand a very good chance to continue staying dry with the exception of this freezing fog but we should stay dry through a good part of next week as well and the temperatures still on the above normal side remember our normal high is in the mid-20s i'm talking even upper 20s yet right on into next week you know not very warm but a little warmer than it should be doesn't sound bad for all of our outdoor chores i'll have those forecast details right after this compere financial helped us get into our forever home they helped me expand more than acreage and helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges, and our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compure.com. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Alrighty, Stu, once this fog clears out today, what else can we expect from the weather? Huh, kind of like yesterday, cloudy skies and temperatures just a little above normal. That's just how it's going to work out. The dense fog advisory till 10 for everybody except lacrosse. And after the fog thins out, still a cloudy day. Low 30s today, northeast winds at 5. Cloudy overnight down in the lower 20s, the north winds at 5. Kind of a broken record, cloudy skies on Friday in about 30, a few upper 20s, north winds at 5 to 10, mostly cloudy Saturday, upper 20s with the north winds at 5, mostly cloudy Saturday, guess what it is, Pam? Upper 20s on Sunday as well, just not going to change a lot here in the next few days, but it could be a whole lot worse, so I guess this is pretty enjoyable. I was just going to say, you know, what's what really is a surprise to me is how much more snow there is in the Madison area than up uh, by the home farm by Green Bay. I, the disparity is is really quite a surprise. That doesn't sound like that's going to change anytime soon. That, no, that's not going to change. I, I'd go through a good part of next week, probably toward the end, before we really talk about any kind of a snow chance. All right, very good. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, buddy. Enjoy your Thursday.
You bet. Have a great day. All right. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, keeping you up to speed on what's happening with weather. And like you said, a dense fog advisory basically for everybody until 10 o'clock this morning. Take it easy out there. Uh, the the slippery the surfaces are slippery whether you're driving or whether you're walking. He doesn't have to walk very far. Matt Trannell with Commodity Risk Management Group, now known as EverAg, is going to catch up with us. Did all the civil unrest that occurred yesterday in Washington, D.C. upend our markets? What can we expect, Going into next week's World Ag Supply Demand Report, he is going to be checking in with us live this morning. So you stick around, okay? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, Furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. 
Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. I'm Dr. Linda Van Eldick, a biomedical scientist supported by the American Health Assistance Foundation. I'm dedicated to educating the public because it's important for all of us to understand this debilitating disease. I conduct research aimed at discovering new and effective treatments for Alzheimer's disease. This is critical because every 70 seconds someone in America is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. That's more than a thousand people a day. Preliminary data show that exercise, a healthy diet, and keeping your mind active may help reduce your risk. At our website, ahaf.org, experts will answer your questions and address your concerns. Find out about promising research the Foundation funds and learn how to live with or care for someone with the disease. Call 1-800-437-2423 or go to ahaf.org for a free brochure on understanding Alzheimer's disease. That's 1-800-437-2423. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our unique perspective finds solutions to your challenges. And our specially trained financial team guides you every step of the way. Partner with us to make your goals possible. Compeer.com. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Jack Cohn. Throwing down, he says, I'm out of here, obviously entered the NCAA transfer portal. Jack Cohn on his way to uh, to be a fighting Irish. I uh, I know you kind of root for the Irish, Rowdy. They're kind of your secondary team, in, uh, right? Are they your secondary team, third team, like somebody you like to pay attention to? Yeah, I pay a little attention to Notre Dame. I consider them my second favorite yeah. team. So Jack Cohn going to Notre Dame. The story of Jack Cohn, obviously, um, we, we saw what happened this year. Uh, got hurt in practice, a non-contact injury, went back, kind of broke his foot, had to have surgery on it, and then, yeah, Mertz Mania then was unleashed with the game against Illinois where he Mertz threw five touchdowns and was, what, 21-22 to 22 completion, and everyone was like, oh, my God, we're going to the college football playoffs. Uh, and then Jack Cohn was never going to get his starting job back. He essentially got Wally pipped. Uh, Jack Cohn, if he doesn't get injured, though, would be the starter for Wisconsin this year. Um, you know, last year when Mertz came in, everyone was excited about Graham Mertz. Well, Jack Cohn was head and shoulders better than Graham Mertz in practice. Uh, Rowdy, what do we think of the now career of Jack Cohn going to Notre Dame as, don't forget, September 25th, your Wisconsin Badgers will be going to Soldier Field in Chicago to go against Notre Dame in the Fighting Irish. And Jack Cohn, does that add a little drama to the game? What do you think? 100% Graham it adds drama to the game. Because if you remember correctly, that Notre Dame game was supposed to be played this year yep. until all of the canceling non-conference and then the wonky, we're playing, we're not playing. Yeah. Then we're going to play or try and play eight games. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they were supposed to play Notre Dame originally. Obviously, it gets pushed back a year. Jack Cohn was supposed to be the quarterback going into this season. Obviously, foot injury foot changed injury, that. Wally pipped. And all of a sudden, Ian Book's graduating. Jack Cohn's got an opening at Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame, top 15 program pretty much the last yeah. Oh, they were decades. just in the college football playoffs, weren't they? They just 
They did just get they got bull raised down by <laughs> Alabama, but I mean it's a good, solid quality team. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you got the you know the prestige of Notre Dame. You have the the name, the history, and but they yeah. have an opening at quarterback. And Jack Cohn, who I I like Jack Cohn. I kind of wanted to see Jack Cohn play this year, to be honest with you. After I saw Graham Mertz struggling, and uh, what was it? Was it the Iowa game, Rowdy? When we saw. Was that when Graham Mertz had, or not Graham Mertz, was that when Jack Cohen had dressed? Yeah, the Iowa game was where... Yeah, he dressed and he, he was fine. Graham Mertz was struggling and all of a sudden you're looking there and going, are they going to go to Cohen? Are they going to Cohen? And that was when all of a sudden Chase Wolf trotted yeah, out Chase there. Wolf. And it was extremely weird because Jack Cohen was dressing and for especially an away for, an, for away. an away game, it didn't make any sense. Which takes up a roster spot. I mean, wh- why would you carry someone? Why would you dress someone if they weren't going to play? And then we come to find out that's the same timeline where Jack Cohn had, had said something to the staff that he was thinking about putting his name into the transfer portal. And I guess that's why uh, he didn't play. But, yeah, Jack Cohn has now <clears throat> tweeted it out. I, this is my favorite part about it all. This is hands down my favorite part about it. All of the Jack Cohn news we have had throughout the years, because remember when you know he start, was going to start the pinstripe bowl? And his dad tweeted out that his son was starting. Do you remember that? Mike Cohn. Remember that, Rowdy? Yep. We The only information we ever got about Jack Cohn, if it was, I mean, the university's never really given any information at all. They don't have to. The only thing we ever got about Jack Cohn news-wise was from his dad on Twitter. That's it. For the first time in more than three years, Jack Cohn tweeted out the news yesterday. That he's going to Notre Dame. Yeah, it's pretty funny if you look at the, <laughs> the Twitter, his Twitter profile. It still says that he lives in New York. Yeah, and it's still his high school pictures on it. <laughs> and as, yes, like you said, his last tweets were like retweets for Wisconsin yeah. Badger accounts from 2017. Yeah. Uh, Not very active on the Twitter sphere. Do you think his dad was just like sweating bullets, like chomping at the bit? He's like, son, son, son. Let me tweet it out. Can I please tweet out that you're going to Notre Dame? Let Can I please do it? Jack's like, no, Dad. This is my decision. I swear to God, because we joked about this before, that Jack Cohn's dad like wants to be viral. He like wants to be a Twitter reporter or something. Doesn't it seem like that? Do you think he begged his son to let him tweet it out? I mean, it's a big deal. It made the top headlines on ESPN, CBS. Yeah, it's all over the place. This is the most and if you're attention. Not a, if you're not a good quarterback, you transferring is not going to go up on websites' top headlines. Yeah, I'm looking at ESPN.com, and the it's the last top headline. It says, ex-Wisconsin quarterback Cohen transfers to Notre Dame. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, hopefully nothing foggy about this broadcast for you, but I do have that dense fog advisory in effect for a lot of our listening area till about 10 o'clock this morning. So kind of bear that in mind if you've got to be out on the roads. Even if you're taking the dog for a walk this morning, be careful on those slick surfaces. Looks like 32 is going to be our expected high for today. Did you know on this day, January 7th, back in 1927, the first transatlantic telephone service was established. They made a three-minute phone call between New York and London. 
At that time, it cost about $45 in uh, U.S. currency, which is about $550 for today's money. That's a three-minute phone call. Now, today, think about cell phone service, unlimited access, uh, international access. It's kind of hard to believe that that happened on this day in 1927. Happy birthday to Nicolas Cage, that actor turning 57 as of today. And now you know. I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agro News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. Well, this 2021 is already off to an erratic start as far as events and what's going to be going on. Yesterday, the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection made it official. They are not going to be soliciting applications this year for the Alice in Dairyland position. Now, remember, that's a paid marketing position through the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that's ultimately designed to support all of our Wisconsin agriculture commodities. Julia Nunes from Chippewa Falls is our current Allison Dairyland, and she will stay in that post now until 2022. Caitlin Riley got a chance to visit with Krista Kanegi, one of the administrators at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that's trying to oversee this program and help it through 2021. And she says, contrary to what you might believe, these kinds of adjustments in the Allison Dairyland program are not all that big a surprise. You know, it's interesting. You talk about the history of the Allison Dairyland program, and it's made some changes over the years. I actually, I know Margaret McGuire, and she was the first Allison Dairyland. She is uh, from our local area. And, you know, just to note some of the changes in the program, Margaret didn't actually even know that she applied for the Allison Dairyland position, contrast to the extensive application process we have today. And Margaret actually mentioned to me that she served in this Allison and Dairyland role for several years and was doing activities for the state promoting Wisconsin agriculture beyond just the first initial year. The program actually was only intended to be a one-year program, and it was so successful they decided to make it an annual program. Wow. As someone who's been through that process, I don't think I knew all that historical context of it. Like you said, it has been great to see things adapt and change. And one thing that has really carried the program through is the partnership with individuals in the industry, a lot of our sponsor groups. What was that conversation like with them, whether it was our uh, Wisconsin Mink Breeders Association or Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, talking about making this big adjustment? Sure. And we certainly couldn't have the success of this program without our partners. And we certainly want to recognize and thank Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Corn Promotion Board, the Midwest Jewelers Association, and the Kettle Moraine Mink Breeders Association for their commitment to the Alice and Dairyland program and their flexibility throughout the changes that have been taking place since the start of COVID. And we really value and need their partnership in order for the continuation of the program. So we thank Thank them very much. I know it's all still very fresh. Do they have any thoughts on agreeing to keep Julia on this year? Because she's got the foundation laid. She knows how to be a virtual Alice while we go through it. Absolutely. We communicate with our program partners regularly throughout the year to identify opportunities for improving the program. And certainly our partners, you know, especially Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin was involved um, in the process for making some changes. We're definitely working with them as we make changes for this year. And, you know, one thing you said, Caitlin, if I could, the virtual element of the Alice and Dairyland program. Yeah. You're right. Julia Nunes has really done a tremendous job this year and really elevated 
elevating the online presence of the Alice programming this year. We really want to make sure that she we build on that so it becomes kind of a staple and an ongoing element of the Alice in Dairyland rule. Because while virtual is great, we don't know that we will always be able to do in person. So the emphasis and the building of our online platform for Alice in Dairyland has really been a great learning experience this past year. There you go. Krista Kanigi, she's one of the administrators at the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that's overseeing the Alice in Dairyland program. So not even accepting applications this year for Alice in Dairyland. Instead, hanging on to Julia Nunes from Chippewa Falls, our current Alice in Dairyland. If you want to see more details on this uh, developing story, we've got them up now at MidwestFarmReport.com. Like she said, they are going to be accepting applications come January 2022, and Dane County should be hosting that finale uh, sometime that summer. So we just kind of push and pause when it comes to the Alice and Dairyland program. This is a stressful time of the year for a lot of folks. You know, you're coming off the holidays, the weather is against you. I want to remind you that coming up next week, the Farmer Angel Network is going to be presenting a two-part kind of series on financials on the farm. Sometimes making sure that you've got attainable goals and kind of a pathway to get there can relieve some of the stress we're looking at on the farm. Now, the program is going to be held on January 13th, and if you're interested, you need to register in advance so that they can get you all the Zoom details that you need to log in. Uh, the first part of the conversation is going to be Peggy Olive, a university extension specialist, talking about helping others reach their financial goals. Uh, is it about earning enough money so you can take a vacation later this year? Is it about putting more money away for the kids' college? Everybody's got little different goals when it comes to their money. Trying to have a clear-cut path on how you can attain those goals is what Peggy's going to talk about. And then in the second part of the conversation, they're inviting in some of the staff from the Wisconsin Farm Center to talk about some of the financial support they can give to farm families. Mike Lochner and Frank Fryer from the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection staff will highlight some of those items. But like I said, you need to register for that seminar by January 11th. And as always, we've got details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. In a moment, we're talking with Matt Trannell from Commodity Risk Management Group, Ever Ag down in Platteville. He's going to get us up to speed on how markets are reacting after all the craziness yesterday in Washington, D.C. In overnight electronic trade right now, we are seeing markets take a bit of a downturn. We've got March corn down six right now at 489, December new crop down nearly four at 437. The January soybeans are basically unchanged at 1365. November beans are down about a penny at 1152. The wheat for July, that's down about seven cents right now at 632. Big gains yesterday as far as the dairy markets were concerned. Barrel cheese was up eight and a half cents at one sixty four. Forty pound block cheese, that gained ten and three quarter cents at a dollar seventy eight and a half, while double A butter dropped a penny and a quarter on Wednesday to a dollar forty three and a half. In overnight trade, January milk's down a penny right now, currently sixteen sixty five hundred weight. February milk's down twenty three at eighteen eighty one, and March milk down sixteen at eighteen seventy six a hundred weight. Wondering where you can hear how milk contracts are doing at this time of day? Wonder no more. The Midwest Farm Report will be back with a market update in just moments. Who was your hero when you were a kid? 
Whether it was Joe DiMaggio or Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks or Sally Ride, Bogart or Brando, you're just the right age to do something important that you can be remembered for. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, you can register to become an organ and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Today, people of all ages and even with health conditions can sign up to donate the gift of life. And it's so important. Every age, every ethnicity is needed. If we all signed up, imagine the lives we could save. The families we could help. So whether you admire John Wayne or James Dean, Robert Redford or Roberto Clemente, Elvis Presley or Ella Fitzgerald, do something important that could make a real difference and change lives. Get the facts today and register to become an organ donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov. Or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, oh boy, you can imagine how many folks are paying attention to their 401k. They're trying to figure out about their stocks, their bonds, after the civil unrest uh, yesterday at the nation's capital. Now, in case you haven't been following that story, they did uh, confirm uh, President-elect Biden uh, just literally a couple hours ago. Uh, So we've got that kind of taken care of. But what are the markets uh, doing in reaction to all that yesterday? Thank goodness we've got Matt Trannell from Commodity Risk Management Group, now known as EverAg, down in uh, Platteville, along with us live this morning. So let's go right to that, Matt. You know, yesterday the Dow Jones Industrial Average managed to keep itself pulled together pretty well. Our commodities this morning are not faring quite as well. What's your read on market reaction after everything that happened yesterday? Yeah, no, it's a great place uh, to start, uh, and certainly not top of the uh, the news wire here this morning. Uh, believe it or not, the stock market overnight is up. Uh, we're up about 71 points. We actually set a new contract high in, uh, in the market. And so the market seems to sort of be shaking off the civil unrest that we saw at the Capitol yesterday, and more so trading the fact that there would be additional stimulus uh, potentially coming to uh, citizens within the United States. Uh, that's that's the way the stock market is at least reading it so far. Uh, commodities, on the other hand, we are slightly lower. Um, milk right now on the board, we're down five to ten cents in, in the months that have traded. On the grain side of things, we're down about four cents in corn, seven cents in uh, soybeans, and, and wheat's also down a little bit as well, about six cents. So we are seeing a little bit of a step back in the commodities. 
whether that's due to the civil unrest in uh, in the capital yesterday or the, just the fact that uh, we did catch a little bit of rain in Argentina and the fund managers wanted to uh, shorten a little bit of their position ahead of uh, the big WASD report next week. Uh, there, there's certainly a lot of different factors uh, happening there. But as you said, um, the joint session of Congress after uh, the pr- protesters were removed from the Capitol, they did go back and they did certify uh, uh, President-elect Joe Biden's win. And then, uh, I guess, according to Yahoo on my phone this morning, uh, President Trump did commit to an orderly transfer of power following some of that commotion and following that uh, one lady's death at the Capitol. So it does seem like uh, we are moving towards a... um, towards a uh, transition of power, but uh, I guess there's still 14 days left before it really happens. So we'll see what happens with with that whole circus. Yeah, exactly. And circus is a good phrase to describe it. So let's uh, instead pivot a little bit here, Matt, and talk to me about some of the conversations you've been having with farmers. Uh, we have to try to we have to try to keep our game plan going forward for 2021. Uh, the WASDI report will come out uh, on uh, what is it, the 11th or 12th? And then, uh, you know, that'll tell us kind of what we can think about as far as forward contracts, perhaps. But on the short term, there's a lot of folks out there that are getting anxious about corn hitting $5, and we may not have run that out yet. That gets pretty pretty doggone expensive to keep your livestock fed. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it certainly is raising the cost of production, without a doubt. And, um, yeah, the WASD will come out on... Uh, January 12th, next Tuesday at 11 o'clock Central Time. That will be the final report. That'll be the final yield number that the USDA uses for the crop year and the final production number. So everybody is going to be tuning very, very closely into their um, into the commodity markets on corn and soybeans to see how that affects uh, the markets. Um, and and we'll see what we'll see what USDA does. I know they've uh, they've made some adjustments so far. Uh, reducing some of the yields in the United States. But uh, that generally is a, a big market mover uh, when compared to some of the most more previous uh, WASDI reports, the November and the December ones. So stay tuned on that one. That one's going to be a market mover. But uh, yeah, corn on Tuesday, the overnight session, it went as high as 502.5 in both the March and the May contracts. Shortly thereafter, we did sell off uh, and a lot of that just has to do with the fact that there was a ton of sell orders up against five bucks. Um, and, and anytime you get to a, a round psychological number, you also have uh, many of the fund managers um, that do try to take profit uh, against some of those levels until further uh, data is known that gives them reason to jump back into the market. As of the last commitment of traders report, uh, we were looking at about 309,000 contracts of corn that the fund managers were were uh, were long. Uh, that's the group that everybody kind of keeps their their uh, their eyes peeled to because their money can be here today, it can be gone tomorrow, and that's really what what moves the market. Uh, as of uh, yesterday, I know I follow follow a newsletter that gives you an estimate of where the funds are at. And they're closer to about 360,000 long positions on corn with some of the rallies that have taken place. The all-time uh, record high is 426 uh, set during the drought. So 
they're certainly moving towards that uh, that threshold. Uh, markets continue to find strength as South America uh, remains somewhat dry. Today, I believe that the, the step back in the market is because it rained in Argentina yesterday. They've been fighting for rains all year long. And uh, so a little bit of rain fell, market stepped back. Uh, the Dr. Michael Codinier uh, from the Corn and Soybean Advisor, he's kind of the lead guy in the United States regarding looking at the South American crop. He had reduced the Brazilian crop. Uh, it was either la- late, late last week or early this week. Uh, he reduced the bean estimate. And so we saw beans run from that 1336 resistance area up towards 1380, which is really our next resistance. Um, and, and when you look at the meal side of the equation, uh, corn hit five bucks, but meal hit like 440 the other day. And so what we're also hearing as well is that some farmers that are reaching out to their suppliers, uh, some of their suppliers are starting to become a little bit more hesitant in offering the product because they're not sure if they're for sure going to have it. Um, there's certainly a lot of demand there. And so uh, that is that is certainly becoming more and more of a concern. Cost productions are, are certainly on the rise. And, and uh, ultimately, if you look at the uh, U.S. drought monitor that, uh, that we put out, uh, it, it shows, shows that it's a, a lot drier than in, than in previous years. I know it's early and we can catch rains in the spring to change that quite a bit, but there is quite a bit of concern in the Southern Plains and Western Iowa where we had some dry weather and that creeping into Eastern Iowa and other parts of the United States. So it's, it's, it's definitely a concern and uh, there's certainly possibilities that uh, further upside could be seen. Matt Trannels along with us, uh, one of the agent brokers with Commodity Risk Management Group, now known as EverAg down in Platteville. Real quick, Matt, if people want to have this conversation with you, figure out a strategy to deal with all this uncertainty, how can they catch up with you or Mike North or any of the EverAg folks? Yeah, you can give us a call. Uh, Our number is 608-960-4771. Excellent. And that website? Yeah, so it's www.ever.ag. All right, good deal. Well, I appreciate the insights, Matt. Happy New Year to you, and I look forward to our conversations uh, for 2021. Yeah, you bet. Yep. Excellent. Matt Trannell joining us live this morning to get you ahead of the trade. And like he said, civil unrest behind us. Uh, President-elect Biden now confirmed as far as the electoral vote is concerned. And the markets, so far at least this morning, as far as Dow Jones, feeling pretty happy about that situation. Now, agriculture, we wait on the World Ag Supply Demand Report that's coming out next week. I'll see you tomorrow morning, same time, same channel. This is the Midwest Farm Report.